So artist, writer, uh, all-round remarkable human being, Tom DeFreston. Look, 30,000 years ago, in the depths of a deep, dark cave in Spain, our ancestors pressed their palms to the wall, filled their mouths with pigment, and sprayed paint across the backs of their hands. Those marks said, I, we, are here now. Then they removed their hands to leave an absence, an absence which speaks of a past presence. They exit the stage, and we return as viewers to see marks that say they were there then. And this is what painting does. It connects us. The act of making is one of consciousness, is one of communication. The act of viewing is one of recognition, is one of empathy, is one of stepping into and feeling into the body and the experiences of others. And together, it becomes an act of a hand reaching out, of people connecting across time and space. So how do paintings tell stories? Well, they differ from other art forms. They have their own internal grammar. They might use composition in the way a poem might use a stanza. They translate stories. They mutate stories. So here, we move from left to right, a picture divided in two, a figure entering, crossing the divide from outside to inside, the delivery of a message. And then here, the opposite. A picture split from top to bottom, an imaginary central line across which the body is placed, an image which speaks of descent, of moving from top to bottom, of the weight of flesh, of the shift from life to death. But of course, a picture is not just a flat thing. It creates the illusion of space. And that illusion of space and the construction of perspective is not just to represent space, but is to tell stories. So here, from bottom left to top right, we move from the foreground to the background in a picture which is arranged across two diagonals, from an image of despair, through an almost cinematic movement through time, through a series of poses which fold up and onwards, eventually to an image of hope, to a figure seen from behind, waving a flag to the horizon, waving its flag in hope to the small smudge of a ship in deep distance. Painting is theatre. It places us at that point just in front of it. It draws us in. This, an image that reminds me of that scene in the film Psycho, of the repeating blade shafting one moment after the other. Because a painting is not a photo. It is not perfectly still a moment. But bodies can be positioned so they are moments in flux, so the action seems to repeat and flicker over and over, repeating the horror, positioning us in the front row, pulling us in, making us complicit, making us active. Paintings function in different ways to other forms of storytelling. A novel, or many novels, many don't do this, but will move through in a horizontal direction, will move from A to B, might shift in a linear narrative from beginning to middle to end. A painting cannot do this, because of course, in sense, it is singular, but a painting is never singular. A painting is an exploded space, is a kaleidoscopic narrative. So here, quite literally, inside and outside can exist at once, 
multiple moments of horror and trauma can all be folded into one space so that as happens a moment of trauma and psych psychologically we have multitudes happening all at once and a painting can capture this. So what is the language that paintings use? Well, paint is a poetic tool. Paint is a signifier with a multiplicity of references capable of standing for more than one thing at once. Paint can stand for itself, or paint can become flesh, the very butteriness of its substance similar to flesh in the way that it shifts, almost like alchemy, from the sticky, movable uh, paste that is moved around the surface before it stitches itself up, shifting from liquid to solid. And it means that it's a tangible, visceral experience, and that paint and flesh can be filled with erotic, visceral energies. Here again, paint is flesh, but flesh that becomes meat, flesh that becomes like Frankenstein's creature, a figure who is deconstructed and turned inside out, a figure in which paint is filled with emotion, so that the body is no more than a spine around which flesh can dance, and that bacon can send emotion directly into us. He can turn paint into pure feeling. Paintings record time in a unique way. They build time up layer by layer, and paintings cannot forget, because nothing can ever be erased. All that happens is that it is buried. Paintings contain ghosts. They are archaeological sites. They are things which map histories, be that self-reflexive, personal, historical, geological. They exist in that threshold space between life and death, in a slow time, in a space full of ghosts. And paint can contain light. Paint laid down flat as dark shadow, or pasted on as thick in pasto white, or thin glazes laid over the top of each other, so that light pierces through the surface, is reflected by the white paint, is soaked in by the black, and is refracted through all those thin layers so that the paint itself emanates light from within. So it's paint as light and light as spirit. But paintings are experiential. They don't just tell a story. Here, paint is poured into the canvas, a canvas as unprimed so that it soaks within it, so that it seems to hover in an in-between space and so that what it does to us is pull us into its world, slowly into this hovering space, so that we might float or we might drown. Terribilata is a word that's often used to describe the experience of this painting, which literally translates to terrible awe. A picture of which is organized across the picture plane so that you have this swirling mass of flesh and muscle and it's a picture which shakes with erotic energy. It's a picture which overwhelms us. It's a picture which nods forward to the romantic notion of the sublime, except in place of Christ becomes the individual, stood as we are, mirrored, in front of nature as we are to the painting, so that it looks out to that world, out to the possibility of spaces and experience which can create awe, which can create wonder. And so that with this painting, we become that individual. We become stood in front of it, and a moment of magic takes place. Because this is a painting that was made flat across the floor, paint splattered and dripped and spread across its surface, folding in in the ways that gravity lets the paint move. But when it shifts from the horizontal to the vertical, it becomes a storm that floats in the sky, cheating gravity, chaos folding into order. 
the musicality of the fractal patterns which move our eye across the surface, create something that is like pulling you into the pulse of a forest, something which feels as if it surrounds you, as if you are entering the space of the painting. And so back 30,000 years ago, to a painting that did literally surround you, on, on the walls to one side and the other, above you and around you, in acts where music would be brought in, where dance would be brought in, and where a fire would be sat at the centre of that space, these hands seeming to flicker and shake and move all around you, because it is painting as transcendence. It's painting as its ability to make you step outside of yourself and into the experiences of others, to become more than just an individual. With that in mind, I want you to uh, go with me on the idea of this, of if you could all just for a little moment close your eyes, reach out to the people either side of you and take their hands. Because, because this is what painting does. Painting is a window onto another world. Painting is a wall upon which marks are made, but painting is most of all a mirror. It reflects, in a broken way, us back at ourselves. It shows us who we are, but it shows us what connects us. It isn't about individualism and difference. It's about unity and similarity. It's a message of hope. It's a message of love. <laughs>